0: Good morning, I don't know if this is working, If y'all can hear me, I hope y'all can hear my voice, but uh, I'll be in the book of uh, James chapter 1, verse 22, if you can open your Bibles, we'll be in the book of James chapter 21, verse 22, verse 27. I'm so used to preaching in Tagalog in the Philippines, it always makes me nervous trying to preach in English, the whole message, so hope y'all pray for me. James chapter 1, verse 22 to verse 27. If we all could stand together, if you see it, we can read it together. I'll read it out loud. You can follow along in your Bibles. James chapter 1, verse 22. God's word says, But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seems to be religious, brighteth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion, and undefiled before God in the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, And to keep himself unspotted from the world. Let's pray, Lord. We're so thankful, Lord, for the word of God. We ask, Father Lord, that you'll just do a work in our hearts, and our mind. Convict us of things we need to be convicted of, Lord. And we just pray, Father Lord, that we'll be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit this morning, Father Lord. Just give me the very words to say, O Lord. And help me, Father Lord, just to be an instrument, Father Lord. To deliver your word this morning to all of us, Father Lord. We know, Lord, the greatest room in our life is the room for improvement, to grow more like you and less like the world. So help us, Father Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. I titled titled the message this morning, uh, Be Doers of the Word of God. Here we see uh, James is teaching and preaching, and he's been looking around at people that have been listening to him. But at the same time, he sees only a few that truly obeys and follows the word of God and lives for Christ. And I say the time we live in, we could say the same thing, that we have so much books, Bible schools, tracts, and everywhere we look, it seems like there's truth everywhere. We have the internet where people can search more about the truth than never before. But at the same time, we see only a few people that seems to be truly followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that truly obeys the word of God, that lives out the will of God. And here is James is warning that people can truly deceive themselves, thinking that they have religion, it's okay, that they go to church, and it's okay. But here James is saying, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And I grew up in a Baptist church all my life, and I have seen kids growing up in church, and then just leaving church, and just living for the world and never coming back. And it, it is not one time you, you, you were in church, that you said the prayer, but it's, it's truly living for Christ, the evidence of your salvation. It's not one time you said a prayer, walked down the aisle, the evidence of your salvation, it, you are growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you being more like Christ? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, 23, says, Not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven... Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. So, meaning, not everyone who is a member of a Baptist church is going to heaven. And James is warning us uh, not to fall in this trap uh, because it's so easily. To fall in this trap and think you're okay. Especially when you compare yourself with other people. Oh, I'm better than this person. But if you compare yourself with scriptures, you realize that it's only by God's grace that we ever can be saved. It's not of what we've done. Not of our own works. And James is warning us. And here in the Bible times, uh, in verse 23, it says, For if any be hear of the word and not a doer, he's like unto men, beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgeteth what manner of man he was. In the Bible times, mirrors were made out of bronze, silver, and gold. They would polish it and polish it. And this is what they would use back in the times for mirrors. And the mirrors could never wash their face. It was just to reflect their dirt on their face, and they go and wash themselves. The same with the Word of God. The Word of God is a mirror. It's to show us the things that we need to do. But if we never applied the Word of God... It is useless, and uh, I told my wife every time I look at the mirror, I'm noticing that I've been gaining weight since I got to the States. I don't know if it's the bacon or the egg or iced tea. I said the food here is so good, and I've been gaining weight, and I've been thinking. I said, I'm going to lose weight. I told my wife, when I go back to the Philippines, I don't want to, uh, I was like 210 pounds, and now I'm 245 pounds in just a couple months, and I'm thinking something needs to change, and every time I look in the mirror, I've been deciding I'm going, to, I'm going to lose weight. But it seems I'm still gaining weight. If we never apply what we know, I said I know what to do to lose weight. I need to jog. I need to uh, stay away from these sweets and things that can uh, make me gain weight. But if I never apply what I know up here, it benefits me nothing. The same with the word of God. We can know many things up here. But if we never apply what we know, It is useless. And this is what James is saying. Not only be hear of the word, not only know things, but make sure you're living it out. You're applying the word of God. And here, uh, James is warning us. Why is he warning us? Because he wants us to be spiritually be blessed. And look in James chapter 1 verse 25 says, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. So as you follow Christ, as you follow the word of God, you begin to realize that all things work together for good to them that love him, to them who are called according to his purpose. I mean, spiritual blessing happens when you start following Christ. We can't follow the world and think, we're going to have God's blessing. It is following Christ. And here we see uh, the life of Joseph in the Bible. I remember as a kid, I was always fascinated about the story of Joseph in the Bible, how his own brothers sold him as a slave. You think there's so much setbacks in life and pain and suffering. Everything was going okay for Joseph. And all of a sudden, he's, he's there sold as a slave. But he continues following Christ. He continues following the word of God. And obeying and listening to the voice of God. And we see the life of Joseph. How he became a great leader. How God used his life. How God had his hand upon his life. Why? Because he followed the Lord Jesus Christ. And his life was truly blessed by God. And now we have kids growing up. All they know is watching TV. Playing video games and And wondering why they don't know their purpose in life. They have no understanding what it is to live for Christ. They're living for the moment, partying here, thinking about the weekends where they can just live for the world. But the Bible says those that live for Christ will be spiritually blessed. God will guide you. God will bless your family, your children. And this is what James is saying. You will be spiritually blessed as you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only he's warning us so we can be spiritually blessed, but also, let's look in verse 26. He says, "If any man among you seems to be religious, itbrieth not his tongue, but receiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. James is also telling us how to practice pure religion in a world there's so much religion, so much confusion, but this is where he narrows it down. He said, "This is pure religion." those that knows how to bridle their tongue, to keep their tongue under control. We live in a world that has no control of their tongue. Now we have Facebook and Twitter, everybody's spurting out hate and bitterness one another, and we think we can solve the problem by putting fire, more fire on fire. James is telling us we must learn to bridle our tongue, to keep our tongue under control, because we are ambassadors of Christ. We are the light of the world, the salt of the world. And if we don't know how to respond with our tongue, they look at Christianity as another religion. I remember going to the church with this person. I mean, he was worshiping, singing songs and raising his hand. And we got in the highway, a car pulled over, pulled him over. He started cursing him and cursing him. The same tongue that was worshiping Christ on Monday was cursing another fellow. James said, you must learn to bridle your tongue." This is pure religion. And how many fights, how many broken homes because of the uncontrolled tongue? How many church splits and church fights has happened because of uncontrolled tongue? James is saying, if you're ever going to practice pure religion, you must learn to bridle the tongue. Keep it under control. In James chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that defileth the whole body and set it on fire, the curse of nature, and is set on fire of hell. I remember when I flew into Houston, uh, we went to this coffee shop. and There was these two uh, teenager girls. and, And I started sharing about the gospel, about Jesus Christ. And they started cursing me and cursing me and cursing me. And I'm thinking... This is America, where the gospel has been spread all around the world. Missionaries have left America to go, even to the Philippines. I mean, there's missionaries before me that came to the Philippines, and the gospel was spread. And I'm thinking, this is a great nation that loved God. Now coming back, I realize how much people hate God in this country, how much they hate, and just sharing the good news about the gospel there's so hatred. And they said there's no such thing as a perfect Jesus. There's no such thing as all these things. And, and the hatred. And they're being taught in brainwashing schools, in movies, in Hollywood. And these people are growing up hating the very God that loves us. The very God that gave us breath to live. And that's the time we live in. And it's so easy to get angry. But James is saying we must learn to control our tongue. Even when we are being Pressured. I remember Jesus on the cross, was being cursed, was being spit at, was whipped, nailed to the cross, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. People not, not only need to see religion, they need to see Christ-likeness in our life. As we walk this world that is pure evil, and we know the world's not going to get better, and it's going to get worse, but we as Christians, we need to grow more like Christ, not like the world. So when they see, they can see a clear difference in our life. And James is telling us that we must learn to control the tongue. In verse 27, he goes on, but pure religion. He talks about religion again. In undefiled before God in the father's this, To visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction. And to keep himself unspotted from the world. I don't know about you, but I see a great satanic attack on children. I don't know if you notice. Kids are being shot in school. Kids are depressed, committing suicide like never before. I'm mean, in the Philippines. We have one million street kids now sleeping on cardboard boxes. And there's a world out there, a religious world, that does not care about these kids. I told my wife, what if I, I had a dog's home? I said, people will fund saving the dogs of this world. There are people that love dogs more than children. I said I go to Walmart, we don't have a Walmart, but when I walk there, I see long lines of dog food, cat food, and there's nice beddings of these dogs. I said dogs in America has a better life than kids in the Philippines. I actually bought one of those dog things because it looks so comfortable. I bought it for Simon, so every time we're traveling here in America, if I don't have a place for to lay him down, I can lay him down in that dog bed that is so, looks so comfortable. But what has happened to our world? We're more concerned on the animals than children. I mean, you kill a deer on that season, you could you could get probably go to jail or something, or a, a fish that's not the right size, you get in trouble. But there's a world out there is yelling, "Kill the babies, kill the children," and we will fund it. We will support killing children. And James is saying, pure religion is to visit. Those that can't defend themselves. And this word visit, by the way, I don't think it says, hi, hello, Jesus loves you. I think this word visit is to relieve them from their affliction. And it's so easy to give out tracts. You're sharing the gospel in the Philippines. But it just breaks your heart to see these kids and to step over them and continue what you're doing and have no compassion for the kids that are hurting. Have no place to go. It's just what Jesus said. The birds of the air, the fox of holes, but the son of man had no place to lay his head. he said, What is pure religion? It's to visit the fatherless and widows. I'm surprised how much so much money is going towards saving the dogs, saving the animals, but there is nothing helping children that are hurting and suffering. But James said, This is pure religion to help those that are hurting. And they are hurting. I was in a church five years ago here in the States, in a Baptist church, and there was a kid that committed suicide during vacation Bible school. Going to a Baptist church, but feeling so isolated, feeling so depressed. I believe here, even in America, there's children that are hurting that need to be visited. We can get caught up in our own busy world. More things, more, more stuff. We need more gadgets. We need all these things to make us more happy. But just like Jesus said to that woman at the well, whoever drinks of the waters of this world shall thirst again. But you start drinking of the waters that God gives you. He says you will never thirst again. Jesus said, I come to give life and to give it more abundantly. I come to give peace that passeth all understanding. The fullness of joy is as we follow Christ. Christ. The more miserable people get if they're they're following the world. And that's what's happening to kids. We're giving everything that the world offers them. Oh, they need this so they can be happy. They need more of this. But we don't give them this. And we're losing kids. We're losing teenagers. They're not coming to church. They're not worshiping the Lord. They're off in the world. And the Bible says, what shall it profit a man, a boy, a girl, if he gains the whole world but loses his own soul. We have lost. if our children does not come to Christ. If our children is not living for Christ, they're living for the world. It doesn't matter if they said a prayer, if they came to church when they were kids. What matters is, Paul said, examine yourself if you're in the faith. Are you continuing living for Christ? Because the evidence of your salvation is he that beginneth a good work in you will finish it. Christ save you not to live for the world. Christ save you to live for Him, to live for eternal things. I mean, people are just living for temporal things. And what they die. We all die. James says, What life is but a vapor. We're here today and gone tomorrow. But why not live your short life for Christ for eternal things? It'd be worth it all if your children come to Christ because they see. That you're truly living for Christ. I want my father's God. I see it's real in his life. His mother. Wouldn't you want that for your children to see something that is real in your life? Because you're living for Christ. And this is what James is telling us. It will be worth it all as we live for Christ. And as we walk with Christ. And it goes on. and says, and do not be unspotted from the world. This word unspotted from the world, it does not talk about God's creation. That we should not love God's creation. No, this world that we should not love is the system of this world. There's something very evil of the system of this world, by the way. They hate God. And kids are growing up loving the system of this world. And can you imagine boys are growing up, have no discernment, don't even know what bathroom to walk into no more. They don't even know if they're a boy. What's happening? Because they're so conformed to this world. This world is conforming them to think like them. They got them in the public schools. They're teaching them. Even cartoons now, if you notice what this is, teaching homosexuality to boys and girls at six, seven years old, watching constantly cartoons. They think it's nothing wrong. It's cartoons. You're feeding them to the mouth of lying. They're being taught to hate God. And homosexuality is okay. And now we have a problem. Because we made them so conform to the world. The Bible says, teach them not to be conformed to the world. But to be transformed by the renewing of their mind. That they may be able to prove what is that good and perfect will of God. This is good. A boy. It's good for a boy to know that he's a boy. It's good for a girl to know that he's a girl. These are good things. I always tell people in the Philippines, you can think that you're a dolphin, but that's not make you a dolphin. You can think you're a cat, but that's not make you a cat. If you're a boy, you got to accept that you are a boy. But the time we live in, they're so conformed to the world. They're not living for Christ. And what's more worse, now we have churches that don't have discernment no more. We have churches now that are accepting This kind of thought. Homosexuality. Now we have preachers all across the world. Even in the Philippines. And they're accepting homosexuality. In their churches. What's happening to our world? The Bible says in the last days there will be a great turning away. But those that are truly in Christ will live for Christ. There will begin that separation. And I believe we saw it during COVID time. We saw those people that truly love the Lord. And when COVID hit, we started having online church, online offering, online fellowship. And now getting back people to church, they don't want to because they found out online is better. You can be in your pajamas, don't have to go to church, don't have to serve. You can just be behind your screen and thinking you're worshiping Christ. Everybody wants it easy. But the Bible says those that live for Christ will suffer persecution. Those that live for Christ. And now we have people who don't want Christ. They want church to be over as fast as they can. To start going back to the things they care more than the things of Christ. But Jesus said, love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in you. And that's what got me that convicted me. I remember my dad preaching that message and I realized I'm so tied up to the things of this world. Oh, I love hanging with my friends that are worldly. Oh, I love going with them and, and parting with them. And I'll be in church Sunday saying amen. Because I was a pastor's kid, I had to act that, that thing that I, I, I'm, I know Christ, but deep down inside, I had no desire of the things of Christ. But when I heard this message, this convicted me because I realized my heart didn't belong to the things of Christ, it belonged to the world. And Jesus said, If you love the world, if you're living for the world, you are an enemy of Christ. And that's what got me. I thought, I'm a pastor's kid, I grew up in Baptist. Everybody thought I was saved, I fooled everybody. But I came to realize that even as my dad is a pastor, he could not save me. I had to come to realize how sinful and wicked I am. That I needed the grace of God. And as I begin to study, and I've been studying about the holiness of God. And every time I study about the holiness of God, you know what happens? It shows how wicked and terrible I really am. But it makes me appreciate the cross again. That I can run to Christ There is one champion that lived the perfect life that I could not live. Thank you for his son, knowing that he always will stand in the gap for me, that I can always run to Christ, and he stands for us. But how about those that does not have Christ? How about those people that are living for the world? They have no place to run to. That's why they run to suicidal. That's why they run through the things of this world to make them happy. Because they have not Christ. But we that are Christians that are saved, when we're down, when we have sin, there's always a place to go back to the cross. If anyone confess, Christ said, he will forgive. First 1 John 1, 1.9 Those that are in Christ, we have, we have everything we need in Christ. But how about those people that's not in Christ? You know who's going to do the will of the Father? You know who's going to love fatherless widows? You know who are the people that's not going to be spotted from the world? It's those people that are in Christ. You know who's the people that's coming back when Christ returned. He's coming back to those that are in Christ. And that's why I said the body is so important. That you be a part of the body of Christ. Because that body, it is Christ. And whoever is going to practice pure religion is doing the work of Christ. And that's why I truly believe that we are followers of Christ. Amen. As we follow him, we are showing this world that we're followers of Christ. And that's what James is pointing out. Pure religion. Undefiled before God in this. To visit the fatherless and widows and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. And that's why I like that song, This World is Not My Home. I'm just a passing through. I mean, I go to the Philippines. I come to America. You know what's amazing? I meet people that are my brothers and sisters in the Lord that does not look like me. 15,000 miles apart from each other. But I feel that love, that one spirit, that one mind, because in Christ. And then I can meet people my, my even family, relatives, that you feel so apart that you don't have that one mind and one spirit. But if you're in Christ, you are family. You're adopted in Christ through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's a wonderful thing, knowing that you are part of the body of Christ. And he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I'm not preaching works for salvation But he that doeth the will of God. Who is going to do the will of God? Are those that are in Christ. Are those that have been born again. That have been saved. We can't expect the world to do the will of God. We can't expect religion people to do the work of Christ. But God expects the children of God is going to do the work of Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we're so thankful.